Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your drive time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It's really wonderful uh, to be able to share with you once again. You know, I would love you uh, to be able to join with us, to be able to share. Now, look, if you've got uh, a positive thought, if you've got a comment uh, on one of the issues that we're going to discuss, or perhaps you'd simply like to say hello, you can do that by texting us here at the studio. Now, our text number is 04888. 80811 and uh, uh, we would love uh, to be able to hear from you. Uh, your feedback is really, really appreciated. Now this week uh, we're looking at the theme Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus Christ. This is such a Butte. This is a really butte uh, subject. Love talking about this. We've had so much positive feedback uh, about the uh, the thoughts uh, in uh, uh, in these programs. Uh, today, uh, we're asking: Is a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ possible without prayer? So we're going to be dealing the whole time uh, with this whole subject of prayer. You know, one of the things I'm just so conscious of is it's so easy to go through the routine of prayer, but we want to go beyond the routine into something that is powerful and something that is a dynamic. Uh, now look, uh, today our co-host is live from Perth in uh, Western Australia. We've actually got two co-hosts today, which uh, uh, is uh, is double value for uh, for money. Now, um, Pastor Don Felberg, a greatly appreciated uh, presenter week by week. Now, Don recently retired as the Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader. Now, Welcome to you, Don, once again. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Happy to be with you and your listeners. Uh, it is fantastic. You know, your ministry is so greatly appreciated uh, week by week on our uh, on our show here. How are things in Perth today? Yes, very nice. Sun is shining, and even though it's cooler, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, no, look, I've, I've just in here in Adelaide today. It was wonderful to be able to go out. I started uh, doing my walk once again. I have, have to admit I've been a bit slack this time of the year. Getting out can be incredibly, uh, challenging. And, uh, uh, but today it was a, a real privilege to go and, uh, uh, be able to spend and, uh, some time just, uh, just walking the, uh, the streets. Now, of course, next week we've got some really good news for our, uh, for our listeners because, uh, uh, Next week, uh, you're going to be commencing a series on drive time. Uh, now, uh, this uh, this series is something that's that's really uh, quite uh, quite special because uh, uh, we're going to be uh, talking uh, about the uh, uh, the question of um, is the Protestant Church. Uh, is it still needed uh, today? And we're going to look at some of the uh, the positive contribution that guys like uh, John Wesley, uh, Martin Luther, uh, and John John Newton made to the church and society in their day. And we're just simply going to be saying, "Hey, look, you know, is this something that is still needed in the era in which we're living now?" Don, uh, tell us about this series. Is is this something that uh, uh, you've presented before, or is this a new series? 
Well, it's a new series. I've talked about certain aspects of it many times before, but just in this uh, format it's new. But it's an exciting series, and I think, as you say, will be very uh, helpful to the listeners to understand the situation we're in today. Yeah, yeah. No, look, very, very true. In fact, uh, now Don's going to be on every single day and next week and the, and the following week and actually the week after that as well, you know, three, uh, three weeks in a row. And we're really going to dig into this subject. You'll hear some fantastic stories of, uh, of people and some of the issues that they had to face. You know, why did John Wesley, I mean, have to uh, preach on top of his father's grave? Uh, what, what an amazing, uh, thing for a for a young man to have to do. We're going to talk about that. Why did he do that? Why was that uh, necessary? Uh, and uh, uh, to me, I think you're really going to enjoy uh, this uh, this particular uh, series. Now, of course, we also have in the studio today our uh, our second uh, co-host today. Uh, we've got uh, Pastor Andrew Leyland. Now, he's uh, one of our Faith FM presenters in the newly installed Canberra station, and we just want to say a really big shout out to our Mates over there in uh, uh, in Canberra because uh, it's a really beautiful city. It's really so much like our own. Uh, it's a, it's a small city, but there's everything that you want there. Uh, it's a lovely place to to live. Now, now, Andrew, welcome aboard. Thanks, Gary. Good to be here again. Uh, t- tell me something. How have you been enjoying our beautiful city down here in Adelaide? Have you been here before? First time arrived a few days ago. I've seen almost every corner of the city. I was down in Brighton today with my my family. We took a walk along the beach. It felt like an English summer. Sixteen degrees, fish and chips, walking along the seafront. Goodness it was me! Fantastic. Goodness me, Andrew! I tell you, I, I I have to admit, I really enjoy walking along the beach. But I've got to admit, this time of the year, I mean, I come from uh, uh, the east coast of Australia, Sydney. His hometown for me, and uh, uh, when winter drops below eighteen degrees, then I'm into hibernation mode. Right. Oh, yeah. Eighteen degrees, yeah. London. Sixteen degrees, knobbly knees. That's what we say back home. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's lovely. Welcome aboard, and it's lovely to have you uh, in in our wonderful city, and uh, really appreciate your assistance uh, today. Now, look, let's come to our world religion news report. Now, I uh, th- this is a really beautiful little. Uh, article that I I did stumble upon. Uh, it's a study that's just been released. Uh, once again, it does come from uh, from America through one of the religious uh, news sites. Um, but it's entitled, A New Study Finds That People Who Consistently Underestimate How Much Others Appreciate Having An Old Friend Unexpectedly Reach out to them. A new study has found that people consistently underestimate how much others appreciate it when somebody in their social circle unexpectedly reaches out to them. Across a series of pre-registered experiments, researchers from various U.S. universities documented a robust underestimation of how much other people appreciate being reached out to. In fact, the more surprising... The reaching out is, the more surprised the reaching out is, the more people tend to appreciate. In one experiment, um, the uh, participants were asked to recall the last time they reached out to somebody in their social circle, just because or just to catch up, uh, after a prolonged period of not interacting with them. 
participants were asked to indicate on a seven-point scale how much they imagined that person they contacted felt grateful, thankful, pleased or generally appreciated by that contact. The other half of the participants were asked to recall a similar situation where somebody reached out to them. They also indicated on that same seven-point scale how much uh, either they appreciated or felt grateful, felt thankful or felt pleased by the contact. The participants who were asked to recall reaching out thought that their gesture was significantly less appreciated than those participants who recalled receiving the communication. In other experiments, participants sent a short note to somebody in their social circle, specifically someone with whom they had not interacted in some time. Once again, the results showed that those who initiated the communication significantly underestimated the extent to which recipients would appreciate the act of reaching out. They also found that people receiving the communication placed greater emphasis on the surprise element. The more surprised the person was, the greater was the level of appreciation. Although this work is not explicitly related to the COVID pandemic, uh, the study says, it is not lost on us that the findings offer particular relevance during a global pandemic that has separated millions of people from their social contacts for a prolonged period of time, said lead author uh, from the University of Pittsburgh. For those uh, treading back, into the uh, social scene with caution and trepidation and trepidation, feeling woefully out of practice and unsure that our work uh, provides us uh, with the uh, with the uh, boost. Uh, evidence uh, does show that when we surprise somebody by reaching out. It is greatly appreciated. Such reach-outs are likely to be appreciated far more than what one thinks. Now, you know, when I read that, I sort of thought, hey, in fact, I, I got that uh, article originally off the Sunny Skies uh, website. I, I love Sunny Skies because it just deals with uh, with positive, uh, positive news articles. And uh, when I read that, I thought, hey, now that is something that's really worth. How positive uh, is that? Now, look, uh, to me, Don, I, I'm just really conscious. Now, you, you've had a look at this particular article. You know, what does this study say to you about, you know, maybe, you know, our daily lives and, and maybe even how we do church and, and ministry? Yes, uh, Pastor Gary, uh, to me, the it's a very delightful study and uh, the conclusions, I think, are very interesting and helpful to us. And it shows how we need to connect with each other more. And, uh, and like it says, do special things for people and surprise them. And it does uh, lift our spirits. Um, as I was listening there to it, I thought, you know, over the years when uh, people have called in on us by surprise, old friends, it really gives you a lift. You're so excited to, to see them and to connect with them again. Yesterday, we had the privilege of having a couple of people visit us from, Lons uh, from, from Tasmania. 
and old friends. Well, the lady, I knew her when she was a little girl, and now she's a lady in her 50s. <laughs> and uh, I probably haven't seen her in between. And, <laughs> and so it was, it was, you know, it was a delightful visit that we had yesterday. And those things certainly lift your spirit. And I think uh, your question, how, how does this relate to how we do church and ministry? I think that we need to put more emphasis on personally connecting with people, uh, visiting them, ringing them up, uh, remembering uh, on uh, them on special occasions and trying to think of something to do that will just let them know that they are special to us. And, um, and of course, hospital visits, when they're in hospital, it's so important to connect with them and support them. Mm. They, they really appreciate that. And so, uh, and I think another thing, Pastor Gary, that comes to mind when it comes to our church services is variety and special events. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think sometimes we can have the routine and, and even you can have the same preacher week after week after week. And he, yeah. to me, he has to be exceptionally good if, if it's the same one every week because God has given many people gifts and it's nice to hear from different ones. And it, it sort of keeps your interest. And uh, I can remember as a teenager, um, we had lots of good preachers in the church that I attended in Tasmania there in our Glenorchy Seventh-day Adventist Church. But um, we'd have some of the elders that would preach from time to time. And I always remember one one preacher and people sort of thought, oh, he's so dry, he's dry as chips. But do you know, Pastor Gary, I can still remember that sermon. He didn't preach often, but... That that, ser that sermon, I can still remember it. And a lot of the good ones that I enjoyed, I can't remember them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> but it's the variety. It's the variety that keeps the interest. And then special events, uh, having um, special series of meetings in the church and all of that helps to to keep things alive. And then I think rather than having perhaps the professional musical team run things every week, uh, if there are others that can lead out, give them a chance. Have them do things, yeah. and uh, and that not only involves people, but it uh, it 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 keeps the interest, and uh, and that helps the church to grow and the people to grow. And I find, Don, as well, that one of the real uh, the real blessings is when someone has actually, for example, ministered in the church, uh, to actually go up to them and say, hey, I really appreciated what it was that you've done, whether yeah. it was uh, music or whether it's uh, it's catering or whether it's, uh, you know, uh, particularly some of our young people to encourage them. I mean, this article to me is all about encouragement and the incredible need uh, for us to encourage uh, one another. You know, when we encourage it, really Really lifts uh, each of us up, and uh, you know, and Andrew. I mean, what, what would what would a study like this? I mean, what does it say to you about how we do church and ministry? I think it's as as um, as Pastor Don was saying, we we've got to connect better. I, I come all the way from England, living in Australia. In the first few years, I was living here. 
Um, yes, I have Facebook, social media. I'm connected with friends back home every day. But there was nothing like one of my friends back home picking up the phone and calling me, hearing the voice, giving yeah. me encouragement. Yeah. I, I think our churches, um, it's crucial. Connecting yeah. with people, yeah. making them feel welcome, <laughs> encouragement, not just on a Sabbath morning in the church yeah. as they welcome them in, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, connecting with them. How's your week going? What's happening? Tell me about your week. All of us. The world is so connected. The world is so um, small now, but we seem so far away from each other. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think whether it's a text message, but more so a phone call, a knock on the door, our ministries yeah, yeah. in our church, it, it, it's crucial keeping yeah. keeping people yeah. together. The, the, I, I, I yeah, find yeah. It, sorry, Don, you were going to say something? Oh, no, I agree. I was just agreeing. Yeah, yeah. Look, look uh, folks, uh, to me, I'm just so conscious that the higher you can get, the higher quality uh, of that communication, uh, the better is the outcome. I mean, uh, you know, a text is certainly one thing, but if you can talk to the person, that's better, better again. If you can visit the person, that's, that's actually better again. Uh, to me, what this, what this article is, is really saying is that, uh, we're living in a world in which, uh, which is crying out for personal interaction and uh, you know to me it's actually a you know a real challenge uh, to all of us who uh, who might be uh, uh, aware of this situation can imagine can you just imagine if right now a hundred people a hundred listeners turned around and said hey look I'm going to contact someone just to encourage them to say Mm -hmm. hey look I really appreciate uh, what you've actually been doing in ministry you know to me uh, hey and that has the potential to change people's lives it certainly changes the lives of uh, of young people of older folk Uh, people no longer feel lonely when they're actually being contacted I, I really appreciated this particular article. It was positive. It was uh, it was just so clear. I I, I loved it. Uh, but uh, but guys, look, let's come to some uh, uh, some music. Uh, this is uh, a really a really beautiful song. Uh, on my on my knees, please please enjoy. On my knees. Stay 
Did you miss part of a program or didn't catch the name of the presenter? We've got you covered. Just go to faithfm.com.au and check out our daily schedule page. And that's uh, that, that's a real opportunity. That uh, daily schedule page is a real uh, is a real beauty. Uh, we'd inc- certainly encourage you to have a look uh, look see at that. Uh, now, look, guys, we do have a giveaway uh, today. Now, uh, it's different uh, to yesterday. Uh, today's giveaway is the book entitled uh, "Life Without Limits." Now, this is written by Clifford Goldstein. I love uh, reading Clifford Goldstein stuff. It's uh, uh, it's powerful. It's different. It uh, it certainly brings things from a different perspective. Now, this particular book is entitled Life Without Limits are powerful stories uh, that uh, uh, that will allow you uh, to to, to, to run with your journey to hope and, and meaning. How would you live differently if you knew that there was more to life than what you were seeing? Something wonderful uh, that was awaiting you on the road of life. Uh, that you're not on this journey by chance, but for a special purpose. You know, there are so many people in our world today who don't understand that we're on this, uh, on this road, on this earth, but we're here. We've been created. We've been placed on this earth for a purpose. And, uh, you know this uh, this particular book is a real beauty. Life without limits. Now, uh, if if you'd like your own copy of Life Without Limits, uh, all you need to do is text us uh, here at our studio text number. Now, our studio text number is o four triple eight. 80811 and all you need to do in that text is to uh, send us the code now our code today is SA61 SA61 no gap between the SA and the 61 uh, and that goes straight through to our uh, to our robot and uh, uh, our robot will uh, will contact you uh, by text uh, he'll ask a, a few questions uh, so that uh, we can get the book to you in the fastest possible way uh, uh, he's a, he's a kind robot. Uh, he no one's going to contact you. It's all done uh, electronically. And uh, uh, that number again is o four triple eight eight o eight eleven. And the code for today is SA sixty one. And that book is Life Without Limits. You'll love uh, this uh, incredible uh, little book. So if you'd like that book, uh, please uh, on your phone uh, just uh, just text us uh, right uh, right now. Uh, now you are listening to uh, Facebook. FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is live from Perth, that's Pastor Don Felberg, and uh, Don recently retired as the Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader. And now we also have uh, have with us for a second day, and it's fantastic to have him in the studio, Pastor Andrew Leyland uh, from our new Faith FM studio in Canberra. Now this is a really beautiful uh, studio, they've got a fantastic team, and and uh, in the very near future, brand new content will be coming out of Canberra. It is so good uh, to see all this Australian content uh, being uh, being utilised uh, right around the uh, the country. Uh, now, look, this week we are looking at the team at the theme uh, steps to a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, and today uh, we want to ask that simple question: Where does prayer fit into this 
a growing relationship with Christ. Do you know in my Bible a uh, an amazing? There's an amazing text that uh, really does jump uh, jump out at me, and uh, it's actually found in uh, Luke chapter eleven. Luke chapter eleven, of course, is where we find Luke's account of the Lord's Prayer, and uh, uh, a question uh, comes to uh, comes to Christ, uh, and uh, the passage says this, uh, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, uh, when he ceased, that one of the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his uh, disciples. Now, you know, uh, Don, one of the things I'm really conscious of is that these disciples are asking what to me is a remarkable question about this issue of prayer. Now, you know, mm. even even though they're, you know, they're Jews, you know, in their upbringing, I can well imagine mum and dad taking, you know, Peter, James and John and the disciples along to the synagogue week by week. And of course, week by week, uh, they're taught uh, various uh, aspects of, of religion. And of course, one of them is how do you pray? Uh, and yet, what we find here in this passage is the disciples come to Jesus and they say, Lord, teach us to pray. It's It's something that to me, as I look at this, I say, hey, you know, what's actually going on here? Because these disciples had been taught uh, to pray, and yet the disciples felt a need for Jesus to really teach them uh, to pray. I, I just wonder, Don, uh, you know, has prayer to these disciples become a bit of formality? You know, when they listen to Jesus' prayers, you know, it's a, it's far deeper. It's, it's not superficial. It's far more significant than anything they had previously been, been taught. But look, let's come to this, uh, to this question. You know, how does prayer fit into a growing relationship? And how do I move prayer beyond just dry formality? How would you respond? Yes, thank you, uh, Pastor Gary. I think the praying of Jesus was certainly a contrast to the repetitious prayers of uh, the religious leaders of his day, and no wonder it stood out so much to the to them. And they wanted they wanted to learn more about how to pray the way that Jesus prayed, and. Um, I think it's such a privilege for us to communicate with our God and our Creator and our Saviour. Yeah. And uh, it, it's so important. Uh, the prayer is like the breath of the soul. Mm. If we're going to grow our relationship um, with someone else, say with our wife or our husband, well, then we need to talk to them more than occasionally. Yeah. It yeah. needs to be a regular thing, and uh, and and so if we've got to do that to develop a relationship with another human being, we also need to do it to grow our relationship with God. Mm. And um, you know, if we only talked occasionally, would we really ever learn about the person or understand them? Yeah. And so with God, you know. We need to uh, regularly talk to him. I have some text here that I I think throws some good light on on this question. And first of all, I would draw your attention to the practice of Jesus. Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. 
And I reflect on this, and I think if Jesus, the Son of God, needed to pray, how much more we need to pray. Mm. We, if he needed it, we need it much more. And so there it says how he prayed in the morning. Mm. I read in Mark chapter 6 and verse 42, it says, um, if I hang, sorry, have I got the right text? Mark 6 verse 46, it says, when he had sent them away, this is after his day of work and preaching and activity, it says, when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. And so Jesus prayed in the morning before he began his work. He prayed at the end of the day after his work. Mm. And I think that is extremely significant. One of the great texts on prayer in the Bible is Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. And uh, Daniel was a wonderful man. He was the one of the government leaders of Babylon and also became one of the top leaders in the Medo-Persian Empire. He was a man of principle. In fact, on one occasion, his uh, those that were a bit against him couldn't find any anything to really blame him for, anything that he did wrong. And that's a wonderful testimony. Mm. But... In Daniel 6 and verse 10, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. Wow. And so there, Prophet Daniel, this great administrator, this great man of God, this man that the angels saved from the mouth of the lions, this man was a man of prayer. And there he had this practice of praying three times a day. And, uh, you know, I can't help but think that's what made him the man that he was. Don, that really gives a, that that really would give a depth to prayer, wouldn't it? Because the thing I'm really conscious of is that you know it's actually very easy uh, to be able to uh, you know to uh, I, I may I suppose to say you know to say you know I mean that that term in, it, in itself actually says a fair bit to say uh, prayer you know something that is simply being uh, recited uh, and yet yeah. um, Daniel three times a day he felt it was important you talk about Christ three times you know he significantly morning yeah. and evening you know Christ is praying you know this is a huge example for people like us it is that's for sure that's for sure and it came from the heart it wasn't that they found a book and they read a few things out of it and said well we've had a prayer yeah it was it was praying from the heart and, and the early New Testament Christians, they had the same practice. I'm interested here in Acts chapter 4 and verse 24, talking about um, Peter and John and some of the early ones when they were faced with opposition and challenge. They, verse 24 says, When they'd heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And so here these early disciples, when they faced problems, they prayed, 
They prayed and acknowledged the God of heaven. And it's interesting, we won't take time to read it, but in the next few verses, they reflected on Scripture. They talked to God about the things that read in the Bible. And uh, then they, they prayed for God to help them. And verse 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Mm. So they didn't just head along through the day on their own, and when they struck problems, tried to solve it as best they could. They took it to the Lord. They reflected on the word of God. And uh, and wonderful things uh, took place. You know, Don. One of the things I'm really conscious of there is that uh, so often uh, I know that uh, uh, certainly within the within the Christian faith, when bad things happen, uh, that's the time that uh, people are more than likely to actually turn to prayer. Um, and yet, yeah. uh, what I, you see here in the example of Christ, and also in the example of um, of Daniel, and in this uh, New Testament church, you actually find a situation. Uh, whereby uh, they're actually coming to Christ, that they're coming to God through prayer on a regular, uh, planned um, at times. They're just doing. This is part of life. You know, you live life by praying through life. Uh, whereas, uh, certainly, I think one of the huge challenges that we face today is uh, we come to the time when uh, you know we, uh, you know, maybe we're out of work, maybe sickness. Uh, hits us, uh, maybe persecution in some way uh, comes across yeah. our path, and suddenly that's the time that we start to uh, we start to pray. Do, do, do I have this right? Or I mean, how would you? I mean, Andrew, how would you respond to that? Well, the text that we read in Luke eleven, the, there's a parable that follows that, talking about persistence, yeah. and as you say, it is a life of prayer. Uh, we said yesterday on the show, not a tick list of things we do, but persistently communicating, talking with God throughout the day. There's something I wanted to pick up on this this text, which which has struck me. The disciples who asked the question, Lord, teach me to pray, they've been with the Messiah, with Jesus, for, for a while now, for a long yeah, time. Yeah. They've seen Jesus raise the dead. They've seen Jesus walk on water. They've seen him t- turn water into wine. They've seen all these miracles. And nowhere in the gospel stories do you hear the disciples asking Jesus, Lord, teach me how to raise the dead. Lord, teach me how to turn water to wine. Lord, teach me to walk on water. They never ask Mm. Jesus how to perform miracles, but what they do ask consistently is, Lord, teach me how to pray. Um, And I think that these disciples realized that their prayers, these mundane ritual they were empty prayers, and when they saw the Master, the Messiah, Jesus, praying, mm. they just fell at their knees and said, Lord, that's what we want. That's Teach what we us want. that. That is powerful. That is powerful. Don, we've broken into what you're sharing. I really appreciate what you're sharing. This is this is powerful. Um, uh, yeah. what, what else would you share? Oh, I, it's, I like what you've been saying. It's really good. And... Um, in Nehemiah, we have a, a very interesting text that I think sh- helps us to understand prayer more. We've been reading about Daniel where he kneeled down three times a day and he prayed. But um, and I think that's good for us to have a practice like that. But Nehemiah faced an interesting situation. The city of Jerusalem was in ruins. He got a report from over there and he was really sad. 
Now, Nehemiah worked as a cupbearer for the great king of Persia, and he went in before him one day, and the king noticed that by his face he noticed something wasn't right. And so he asked Nehemiah what the problem was, and Nehemiah said, my city is in ruins, the city of my fathers, and so on, and 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 the king said, "What do you request, Nehemiah? What? How can I help you?" In other words, and I love the next phrase in Nehemiah two verse four. Nehemiah says, "So I prayed to the God of heaven, mm-hmm. and then he spoke to the king." Now he didn't have time to kneel down and pray. Yeah. He didn't go to his bed and pray. He prayed in his mind. He sent up a prayer that God would guide in his answer and, and touch the king's heart that he would respond. And I think that's a, a, that helps us to a, a, to see that prayer is not just something we can do morning and evening and it's good to do, but through the day we pray. And as we face different situations, we can send up a prayer. We might be walking down the street. We might be working at our trade. We're driving the car wherever. We can send up a prayer for God to give wisdom, for God to guide and impress. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really encouraging. Yeah, no, that's that, that, that's really powerful, actually, because once again, it's this concept of prayer is our life is actually a life of prayer, is actually a life of communication uh, with the Most High God. I mean, is there, you know, th- th- this to me is such a radical uh, way of living life. Uh, Andrew, any thought? I mean, prayer, prayer is powerful. We, we say that often, but I also think prayer is us uh, allowing God for us to enter into his story. When Jesus taught them to pray in this text, your kingdom come as earth as is in heaven. Yeah. And I think back to when Christ prayed in Gethsemane, he said, Lord, you know, take this cup away from me, but mm. not my will, your will be done. Jesus is giving himself, giving his father permission to enter into God's story. And I always um, say this to my little kids. When we pray to the Lord, we're also inviting God to use us in his story, in his kingdom here. Mm. A practical example I tell my children, they often say, Dad, let me pray, and at night time they're praying, Lord, be with the people in Canberra tonight who have nowhere to sleep. Mm. Um, it's cold. Give them a blanket. Give them some food tonight. And I, I challenge my children say, how can we pray that prayer? When we have a spare bedroom and we have food in the refrigerator, we are the answer to the very prayer we're petitioning to God. So I think prayer is also us saying, God, use me and let me be part of your story. Uh, that's, that, 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 that is certainly a powerful understanding as well. That is really, and I, I, I'd love to actually hear the, uh, uh, the discussion that you'd have with your children on that particular, particular subject. But guys, look, let's, uh, let's come to some, uh, uh, some music. Uh, uh, this is, uh, Jamie Seneco. Someone is praying for you. Uh, you know, even Jesus, uh, prayed for us in the Gospel of John. Uh, but today we've been called to preach for to, to pray for each other. Please enjoy as someone is praying for you. Have the crowds round you gathered in the midst of the storm? Is your shift tossed and battered? Are you weary and worn? Don't lose hope. Some 
this very day And peace be still Is already on the way Someone is praying for you Jamie Seneco, someone is praying for you. I think that that's such a beautiful, uh, um, such a beautiful song, uh, and indeed, someone is praying. 
uh, for uh, for you. Do you know our giveaway book today is the uh, book Life Without Limits, Powerful Truths for Your Journey to Hope and Meaning. How would you live differently if you knew that there was a more to life than what you were seeing. Something wonderful was waiting you on the, uh, on the road to, on the road to life. Uh, that you're not on the journey by chance, but for a special, a special purpose. Uh, look, uh, guys, this is a really fantastic, uh, little, uh, uh, little book. Uh, it's written by Clifford Goldstein. I love his material. It is really fantastic. Now, look, if you'd like your own copy of Life Without Limits, please just text us, uh, at, um, 0488 808 11 and the code today is uh, SA and it's uh, SA61 and uh, uh, we can uh, that'll con- connect you with our robot and uh, he'll ask you just uh, respond to you with a couple of questions so we can get this book to you in the fastest possible way. Life Without Limits by Clifford Goldstein and the code is SA61 and that phone number is 0488 uh, 11. Uh, now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is live from Perth, that's Pastor uh, Don Felberg. Now Don recently retired as the Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader. And we also have with us for a second day, Pastor Andrew Leyland, uh, in our uh, Faith FM um, studio here in Adelaide. But he's going to be leading uh, the team in Canberra. And it is fantastic to have Andrew uh, with us in the studio today. And today we're talking about that question, where does prayer fit into the growing relationship with Christ? Now, uh, Don, look, we've got about 10 minutes just to pull things uh, together until we get to the top of the hour. Uh, but look, I, I'm just wondering... Um, can, can, can you just pull it together? And I'm wondering if you've got any uh, practical illustrations of, you know, where prayer has actually impacted people's lives. Yes. Uh, thank you, Pastor Gary. Uh, you mentioned that I've been involved in Aboriginal ministry and um, still today I get many people ringing up all the time for prayer from around the country, Aboriginal people. They, they they love you to pray for them and they love you to support. I have people who ring and all they want is for me to pray with them over the phone yeah. for for family, for different, for, for wisdom sometimes to understand the Bible. And that's a wonderful thing when we're talking about growing our relationship with Jesus is to to realize the need for prayer, and so um, our, our folk are very good like that. Over the years, um, we, as we've gone around on our itineraries, we've prayed that the Lord would lead us to people that He wanted us to see. We know we we had planned to see different ones, but we prayed the Lord would lead us that day and help us to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And whenever we prayed that prayer, we had exciting experiences. I remember one night we were way out in the desert and up ahead we saw this light and we thought, what's this? Is it a fire? Is it a, what is it, you know? And as we got closer, sure enough, it was a fire in the bush beside us. But 
we thought we knew what had happened. Somebody had broken down, and so they lit the, the bush nearby to provide light so that they could see to try to fix the car. Anyway, we pulled up, and they, uh, they said, well, um, have you got a uh, compressor? We said, yes, we have. Oh, good, they said. We've got a spare, but it's flat, and we need to, to pump it up. And so they pumped it up, and then they um, fixed up another tyre. And while they were doing that, I was talking to them and showing them our Jesus posters. By the way, there was about 10 young people in the in this vehicle. Wow. And they were off down to a, a, a Christian rally down at Blackstone. And so I showed them our Jesus posters, and they really warmed to them. And then, then you know, uh, they, they bought, actually, about 10 posters, I think it was. But then we, we formed a circle in the middle of the road out there in the desert, and, uh, and there we, we, we prayed together. Mm. And uh, they really felt uh, that the Lord had sent us along at the right time to give them the assistance they need and then to support them as they continued on their journey. And we rejoiced. We thought... You know, it's just exciting to be an instrument in God's hands and to be able to, to serve people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one, one, one little thing I want to mention here is um, regarding prayer, you know, we, we um, Jesus said something that's often been a bit of a puzzler. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44, he said, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Mm. you know, people have often said, Oh, I can do that for my friends, but for those, my enemies? But I want to say, Pastor Gary, that text works. And I can remember um, when I was a young fellow, I, uh, another man really got stuck into me and really tore strips off me. And my natural reaction was to dislike him. Mm. But I remembered this text and I thought, Jesus said, pray for him. Mm. But you know, I didn't want to. But that's what Jesus said. So I, I did it. I prayed for him. And I kept praying for him. And, you know, I can testify to the fact that I had a different attitude towards him. I didn't hate him. I didn't dislike him. And the next time I saw him, I said hello to him just normally. And I think he actually got a surprise. I think he thought I wouldn't talk to him. <laughs> mm. but, but Jesus does something to us. And I would say to our listeners that... Um, you know, God wants, to, Jesus wants us to, to pray for our enemies and in that way solve the problem with our enemy, of having enemies. And, um, you know, Jesus did say if we're not willing to forgive others, well then, you know, he won't forgive our sins. And so we need to be forgiving of others if we want Jesus to forgive us. And we certainly need his forgiveness. Yeah. It's, it's so it's so interesting, you know, Don, that immediately after you get this, um, the, the, the disciples asking, you know, Lord, teach us to pray. What you find is the Lord actually introduces this thing which we've come to know now as the Lord's Prayer. 
uh, you know, and he, yeah. actually, he actually teaches them the foundational stones, uh, if you like, of how prayer occurs. He doesn't, I don't think, wants us to repetitiously repeat those words. Of course, you know, sometimes that is appropriate. But uh, I think what he's yeah. actually doing is giving us the foundations for how we can uh, uh, we can be more effective in our prayer life. Don, look, bring it together. We've got about two about two minutes. Yes. Well, I think that. Uh, I think in order to to um, for our prayer life to be really meaningful, we need to do what the Apostle Paul did. Mm. In Second Thessalonians 1 verse 11, he prayed for the people, it says. And yeah. he did that regularly. We have passages in Acts where when he left, he prayed for the people. He prayed for the people. But First Thessalonians 5 and verse 25, the same Apostle Paul said, Brethren, Pray for us. Mm. And so I think we need to pray for each other. And then Second Thessalonians 3, 1, it says, pray for us so the gospel can go. Mm. And, so, and so in order for us to share the message of Jesus, we need to, we can't do it on our own steam. We need to pray that the Lord will open people's hearts and that they will respond to, the, to Jesus and to what he has done for us. And finally, Pastor Gary, I'd say in John 17, Jesus prayed for himself, Jesus prayed for his disciples, and then I would say to you and to the listeners, in verse 20, he prayed for us. Mm. He prayed for me, he prayed for you, Pastor Gary and Pastor Andrew, and dear listener, he prayed for you, John 17, verse 20. He yeah. said, I pray for those who will believe on my name. So isn't that special that Jesus actually prayed for us when yeah. he was here on earth? I know, Don, one of the uh, one of the things that I suppose is in many ways the highlight of my day is uh, I, I'm one of those people, that thankfully, I can get up early in the morning. And, you know, one of the things that I, I love being able to do is just spend some time uh, with our God in uh, in prayer. And uh, uh, it actually sets your day up. Uh, and it seems that through the day, uh, our God uh, actually directs in in your path, I I, I love the way uh, God takes control when you offer His your life to Him. But look, let's yeah. bow let's bow our heads together for for prayer, just as we uh, just as we finish together. Father in heaven, Lord, I just want to come to you right now. I want to say thank you uh, for being a God who cares for us. Uh, Lord, thank you for being a God who has promised to answer our prayer. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for uh, being a God who has given the gift of the Holy Spirit uh, and has shared with us uh, your desire to, to give that gift uh, to us. Lord, I just want to pray for any of our listeners right now who may be struggling. Lord, if there's somebody there who's struggling with finance, if there's somebody who's struggling with relationships, if there's someone who's received some bad bad health news, uh, Lord, I just pray that you would be with that particular person. Uh, Lord, I pray that you might lift them up. Uh, Lord, I, I, I pray that they might be conscious that your Holy Spirit is descending upon them. Uh, Lord, we ask and we pray these things in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor Don Felberg on Drive Time Big Q&A. 
Please join us tomorrow when uh, Pastor Hugh Heenan uh, will be sharing with Pastor Fabiano, and it's fantastic to have Pastor Fabiano back again. Uh, they'll be asking, how can I handle doubt and uncertainty? Does that come in my life? Really look forward uh, to uh, being with you then. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.